All right, welcome back to the Brutally Honest Loan Officer Podcast. I am Stephen Brock with The Mortgage Firm, and then we have Mr. Brown. Welcome Woo! back, everyone. Happy to have you here. Stephen, good to see you, man. How are you? Doing good. This is going to be a good episode today because we are going over the Fed's impact on home buying. Navigating the future. Navigating the future is what we're calling this podcast episode. Uh, but yeah, we're going to unpack how just the big decisions coming from the Fed um, are affecting the mortgage industry, specifically mortgage rates um, and what it means for somebody as a home buyer. So I do want to start off and kind of be clear to the point that the Fed does not specifically control mortgage interest rates, uh, but their decisions on rate hikes or rate cuts usually are done because of inflation and inflation is specifically what drives mortgage interest rates. So we're going to kind of dive deep into how the Fed can, you know, have an effect on that um, and give a little insight on where we think rates are going. That's right. So it's kind of a whirlwind that's happened lately. We were all kind of under the impression that maybe the Fed would lower some stuff here soon. Um, you know, but it has definitely in the last what, month now, we're in the end of February, the last month has really kind of changed things. Um, so when we talk about the Fed, we're talking about the Federal Reserve or the Fed. So it controls the Fed fund rate, which, like you said, influences um, rates across the board, which includes mortgage rates. Right. Usually actually, it's more towards short-term lending banks, what they lend to each other and stuff like that. Exactly. And I want people to understand that when they raise rates, that's credit cards, car loans, anything with mortgage rates between the banks and the consumer is what actually gets raised. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, imagine if your rate goes up for, if it's car loans, bank rates, um, credit cards, the cost of borrowing gets more expensive. It's as simple as that. So it just means higher monthly payments. Um, so especially when we're talking about mortgage, uh, mortgages, the difference in higher payment because of the interest rate alone could push people out of buying. They may not qualify for you know what they qualified before. Um, but if you know on the other side, if rates are coming down, it means that a buyer might be able to qualify for more. They can afford um, more home for the same amount as far as payment goes. I will say so re it just, recently, it really I, depends. I recently had a client that came back, you know, they, when rates kind of hit their peak, what September, October of last year, yep. we were almost, you know, some rates were in the eights, low or high sevens, low eights. And I had a, uh, a client come back and redo their pre-approval now. And granted the, the Fed hasn't cut rates since then. They haven't raised them, but they haven't actually cut them. But rates have naturally just kind of, slowly gone down in that time span and he had i think it was set a little over seventy thousand dollars more purchasing power because of the rates coming down and they didn't even right. come down a tremendously a lot but that was the spending power he had now um but it's not just about rates you know the fed's actions that they're doing shows the health of the economy so right. we were all kind of seeing that the Fed might actually lower rates, and then we get the report that the inflation is still higher than they expected. Job, the job report came up 
$200,000 more, which signals a strong economy. Yeah, but that's also like, and I hate, I hate the way they just like, so the Fed gets a jobs report, BLS jobs report comes out, says that there are like all these job creations, but they just look at the headline. They're like, oh, wow. Okay. Sounds good. And then they don't read into it. Like when I look at, you know, let's just say there's a teacher and he or she um, gets paid this amount, but also starts driving for Uber um, in order to make ends meet. They look at it like, oh, job creation. Yep. It's not. It's not that person is doing it in order to just pay bills. It's not a job exactly. creation. You know, and when somebody like during, especially Christmas time, like we had tree farms and you could go and buy Christmas trees and there's workers there. That's seasonal. They don't do that year round. You know, but they look at that like, oh, job creation. And it's like, are you kidding me? That job will be gone in one month. That's not a job creation. So it's, there's a lot of, I don't know, it's just simply misleading and it's wrong to look at the headline and just take it, you know, as what it says, instead of really reading into it and understanding the report, which is why we're going to get revisions. And hopefully those revisions come out saying that, you know, instead of 200,000 job creations, it was, you know, 80 or whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just, I don't know. And the inflation report came out saying that inflation had cooled a little bit, but not as much as we were expecting. And there was an expected number. And because we didn't hit that, you know, the markets that, that went was into the a tizzy. It was all these expected numbers. We were expecting this and it didn't hit. Like we were expecting a hundred and something jobs created and it was 200 and something over that. So it was like 300. Right. And then, you know, we'll see how that revision comes in. It comes in several weeks later and that, but the market's already reacted to that news. Right. The CPI number came over, I think it was a 0.1 higher than they wanted it. So that, that made the market kind of, what is signaling to the market and the investors is the Fed has no reason to lower the rate because right. that point those those headlines point to the economy is doing just fine that we're not they have no reason to actually look, to lower it and right and that's what the Fed can do the Fed can we saw a huge market but our um, buying market and people were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars over home prices back in 21 and 22 when rates were super low and then the Fed started hiking their rate to get inflation was out of control so they're trying to get inflation under and when they were hiking that rate it actually cooled off an overheated market that we had and then right. it could also do the opposite they could the Fed saying they weren't cutting rates had a lot of borrowers coming back to the market or the Fed the Fed wasn't going to raise the rate anymore that they were going to wait that right. had buyers coming back to the market. So also when they start cutting rates, that could bring more buyers to the market. Yeah, no. And I think it, we're just in a weird scenario where is it a good time to buy? You know what I mean? Like, and that's the question we get asked all the time. And it really depends on each individual buyer's circumstances. Um, if you can find a home that you like right now in this current market with an a payment that you can afford, I say buy. Because we always say you can refinance later. Now, when is that going to happen? Not 100% sure. But I would guess that in the next two years or so, you'll have an opportunity to refinance to a lower rate. I think the idea of interest rates lowering is just going to take more time than we initially thought. Um, but we're looking at supply and demand 
you know, that's another issue that comes up because of what the Fed's doing. You know, if it raises interest rates, a lot of people get off the fence. They're not interested in buying. It's too expensive for them. Uh, so then that creates, um, and it also makes other people that we're going to, we're going to sell a house and then buy, it could create less inventory. But for somebody that's willing to buy in that market, there's a lot of negotiating power with sellers because there's less demand. So you might be able to get a phenomenal deal right now, as far as your out of pocket expense. Um, you know, so looking at that, that's one way it might be a benefit to buy now. Um, it's just less competition. You know, and I have a feeling that if interest, like if interest rates all of a sudden overnight went down by a full point, it would be like pandemonium. Yes. Just crazy with the amount of people that would jump back into the market trying to buy a house. I think they say it's like 5 million people. Like if, if one, if the rate lowers 1%, like it brings 5 million people back to the market is the economic statistic. Right. Part. Which is crazy. But then the other thing to consider too, when you're like buy now before the demand gets out of control, because if demand is higher, you know, people are willing to spend more for the same product. So if you've got a $400,000 house now in a year, if rates are lower, it might mean that that house is now worth 440,000 and somebody's willing to pay 450. So if you are going to wait from now till then, you just missed out on $50,000 in appreciation. Exactly. And I, I liked how you put it earlier that it's can you what if you're able to buy now at these higher rates, make sure that you're able to afford it. You know, do your budget. You're actually trying to buy cuz some people I get it all the time like should I rent or should I buy? And we did a, a like a podcast on it. I've done videos on it. And it's more like if, if it makes financial sense for you, yes, everybody's different. You know, there are people you meet, we're a loan officer. So everybody thinks like, Oh, if I ask him, he's going to tell me, yeah, to buy. And I'm like, no, not all the time. You might need a rent. Maybe you can't afford what's out there. Maybe you're thinking about moving in a year or two, Would it makes sense to buy. Like, so there's just different parts of it. So Let's say that like you, we went over that the Fed does raise a rate, it raises everything. They lower that, you know, credit cards, mortgages, your savings accounts. That's what people don't realize also that your savings accounts are going up. Your um, CDs that you have out there also go up. So the same thing, if they start lowering it, those aren't going to be producing as much money for you. Right. And so I think a lot of people focus on rates as the, the the debt rates mortgages cars credit cards but they don't also realize that it's in their for savings account and and money market accounts that also when the fed raises those rates those you can make more money off of those so when they start lowering rates those are going to start lowering too so you're going to make less money off of those investments right no agreed i mean and like we said lowering the rates going to cause pent up demand to come back. Um, I don't know. It's just, I sold last year my house and then we built a house or whatever, but closed this year at a much higher interest rate than when we initially like started out for us still made sense. Like we've got our a beautiful home, dream home, um, just a little bit higher rate than we were expecting, you know, but will I be looking to refinance in the future when that day comes? Yeah. I'm not stressing over it, hoping that it happens by a certain time. It's just when that opportunity presents itself, yeah, I'll probably refinance, save some money then. Um, 
but all while, you know, my home is still appreciating now, you know, versus trying to, you know, wait and wait and wait. It's just, I don't know. Um, I think that there's some people that are waiting for the right reasons. And I think that some people are waiting and missing out. And, and I want to put out there is that we're, we're talking about the Fed and that's very national of what's going on. Oh, we got to remember real estate is local. There's certain pockets in the market now where home prices might be coming down. There's certain pockets in the country where home prices are going up. So granted, a lot of these headlines, like I said, are, are national. You have to ultimately it, it's local and, you know, that local job market, the, the new construction going in there. Um, do you have to pay attention to that? So that that's another caveat on, you know, are you renting or buying? What does the market kind of look like for you? It could be completely different from one location, right. you know, we're what two, two hours, two and a half hours apart. It could be completely different. I mean, we are in completely different markets though. We're both in Florida. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're looking at the national numbers, don't take it to heart. Don't think that it applies specifically to your neighborhood. It doesn't. Um, you know, I, I always tell customers like, uh, I deal with people moving to Florida, obviously, but I also have past clients that might be moving. And I've had past clients that we stay in touch with who say, Derek, you know, we're, we're moving. Okay. Fantastic. Where are you moving to? But somewhere else in Florida. Great. I can still help you. Or they might be moving out of state, but I've never had somebody that, you know, just says like, Hey Derek, we're moving to Oregon and we're really excited about it. I've just never <laughs> had that, you know, and then looking for us, um, what was that? That article that came out that said there, I think it's 1000 people per day are moving to Florida. Yeah. You know, so for our specific area, like, and I live close to the Orlando Metro area. So closer to Disney, closer to some of the beaches, like we're in this perfect little pocket where there's a lot of demand for where we live. So our home values been staying put. Um, homes have been appreciating. We haven't seen crazy price drops. Um, you know, we've seen, and don't get me wrong. We've seen some, some price shops, but I think we've also seen some home buyer or home owners that are listing their house higher than what it would potentially appraise for, um, thinking like that they can still get it. And yet there isn't as much demand now. So then they're doing price reductions and people are looking at that saying like, oh, they're having to do price reductions. Well, a price reduction from what somebody's willing to pay or from an appraised value below could be potentially bad, but dropping a price from what the seller's expectation is and what they want to a normal value is not a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. And I, I would say, you know, talking to a bunch of realtors and going over the market stats is they're like, if you price it right, it's still selling. Yeah. You know, it, it might not be within the first 10 seconds you put on the market, but at a reasonable time, it's still selling if it's priced correctly. And well, they'll tell their sellers like, Hey, you're overpriced. Like, that's the only reason it won't go. Like it's overpriced. Right. I had a customer um, selling a house, working with a realtor. We've worked with this customer uh, before. So I was talking with the realtor, listed the house, uh, beautiful, listed, you know, correctly. And just a little bit of time had gone by a couple of weeks, you know, and then I was like, okay, so just like, are you doing a price reduction? Like, you know, what are we going to do? So they did a small one, nothing crazy. Um, and then next thing you know, on, based on that, I think we went from like 300 to 290 maybe not even um and then they went under contract and i was like do you mind reaching out to the buyer's agent and asking when that customer got pre-approved 
And she's like, sure. So turns out that they had gotten pre-approved four days before they made that offer. When that house was originally listed, those buyers weren't in the market yet. They hadn't gotten pre-approved. They couldn't make an offer. You know, so it's just a matter of timing until the right buyer came along. So, you know, talking with some of the realtors that we work with, you know, are you listing the house accurately? Are you going a little bit higher to see what happens because the seller can wait? You know, and then we're seeing houses sitting on, you know, sitting on the market for longer. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's not like a perfect method to it, but, you know, like you said, price or homes that are priced accurately are selling within a normal amount of time. So I don't know. I'm not seeing like a crazy market where there's just no buyers, no activity whatsoever. Um, but are there homes sitting? Sure. A lot of them are just simply overpriced. Exactly. I think there is still a lot of overpriced homes. You know, I think we have like six in our, our, our area in, in Palm Beach County, we have like a six or 7% increase of appreciation, which doesn't sound like a lot compared to 21 and 22 when they were double digits, but like a yeah. normal market, 7% is a lot. Correct. You know, you I think my market is historically between four and 5% appreciation every year. Yeah. That's where we're kind of like three, three to five, four to five every year is where it is. So it's still homes are still going up and there's still a demand in this area for them. So, um, yeah. But like we said, we went over what the, what we're, what do you think the Fed is, is going to do now? What do you, are you thinking, or I'll, I'll kind of answer my question first and let you, since I kind of put you on the spot. It's like, I, <laughs> I thought the yeah, Fed it's is the going Steven to, show. Go for it, bud. I'm doing it. I am doing it. Um, I think the Fed, I thought the Fed would do something in May until those numbers came out. And now I'm thinking it might not be until the third quarter where we see the Fed possibly lower it. Now that's with the data we have now, you know, something could, could change that. But what are your thoughts? Your little crystal ball. And I'll hold you accountable it's to like, it. Like what's the Fed going <laughs> to do? It, and honestly, like, I think so much of it just depends on how the Fed responds and how they talk at the meeting, regardless of what they do. They could say they're not going to do a rate cut in May. We know we know they're not going to do it in March, um, but there's still hopes of like a 50-50 shot that they do a rate cut in May. Um, but as long as they just come back and say like, you know what, we're pretty sure we got a grip on inflation. It's coming down slower than expected, but we're fine with it. Just saying that would be amazing for the market. Yeah. Because investors would be like, okay, they got a grip on it. You know, inflation's coming down slowly, but surely, cool. Like, we don't need to raise rates and, you know, try to, you know, stop spending. So, I mean, just the way they talk about it would be great. Jerome Powell, stay off 60 minutes. Don't be an idiot. Like, that would be fine. Because <laughs> he did that this past month. And just him going on 60 minutes um, made a little ripple in the market that we didn't like. So, I think that... I think that the Fed presidents that have a voting um, decision on whether to cut or uh, hike rates, I think majority of them will lean more towards a cut either May or post-May. So that would put us into third third quarter. Um, but honestly, it's just some of these reports that we're watching come out. It looks like inflation is slowly, slowly coming down. Um so that's what I think, you know, rate hike or rate, uh, rate cut. You've been so used to saying rate hike for the last year. I know, I know. I, know. Rate cut. <laughs> um, I didn't like the way it tasted when it came out of my mouth. 
But <laughs> no, rate cut, probably third quarter. Um, but I'd be really happy if they said that in May. You know what I mean? Like, just talked about, like, we're probably planning towards a rate cut third quarter. I think that alone would help the market tremendously. Yeah. Yeah, them, yeah, so. them saying, what, October of last year, October, November, where they said, hey, we're not raising the rates anymore for the rest of the year. Yeah. Like, rates started going down. The market started right. cool, or the, you know, the, the rate market cooled down, which was, they basically- well, just, and here's and, a fun fact. And everybody was like, oh, they cut the rates. I'm like, they didn't cut rates. They just said they weren't doing anything for the rest of the year, and that made Correct. rates come down. Right. Um, so November, 2022, um, there was a rate hike, but an inflation report came out showing that inflation was coming down. What happened? The market improved like crazy. Interest rates like were dropping. It was an incredible day, but wait, the Fed hiked the rate. So how does that happen? It's because an inflation report came out saying that, you know, inflation was coming down. So, you know, that helped the market tremendously. Um, and then we saw that it wasn't coming down later and stuff like that. So again, it all depends on, you know, what's happening in the market, what is happening with inflation. Um, so if we've got a grip on it now and the Fed comes out and starts talking about it that way, I think it'd be great. Um, but there's no crystal ball. It's just a matter of, you know, time. If you can afford to buy in this market, I would buy now, um, you know, and then just enjoy the appreciation over the next couple of years because that's, that's what we see happening. Yeah. I think that you're right, that it, you should buy now if you can afford it. If all things point that you should buy, that the only thing that's making you hesitant is the higher rates, then you should probably buy. Right. Well, cool, man. that's our show for today. Kind of figuring out the market that nobody understands. Still like. <laughs> yeah, just, I don't think we're figuring it out. I think we're just giving our professional opinion to two loan officers that have been in the industry for nearly a decade um that's just what i see happening and everybody that we're talking to um i mean we recently had our coo on kind of said some of the same things um but she, yeah, she predicted to, it perfectly yeah she did kind of exactly like what she week. said is exactly what happened um yep. uh, which is crazy but that's why she's co yeah. um but yeah thank you for tuning into the podcast should we start asking people to like and subscribe like, I always hear that on podcasts, but I feel weird saying it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Please like and subscribe to our podcast. Give us an honest review, which should be five stars. If it's less than five stars, email Derek, and he'll take all your complaints. Yeah. That's it, uh, but we would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions or if you, there's a topic you want to hear of, let us know. Otherwise, this is our most recent podcast episode of the brutally honest loan officer podcast thanks for joining us please like and subscribe see ya see you guys